Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of the Glovers Cast. Here with me is the voice of reason, Dave Coates, and then there's Ben. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, this could be quite an awkward podcast. I'm thinking Ian's going to be like the marriage guidance counsellor and Ben will be talking through Ian to each other. Will I mean, you tell Ben that I also said that everybody loved him? <laughs> and there was that I called him the voice of positivity. And if anyone disagrees with me that Ben is the voice of positivity of this podcast, then you ain't been listening. Ben? Immediately on the back foot, then, isn't he? Like, <laughs> he's got it pre prepared. <laughs> I'm just going to come in here and say, Hiya, guys. What's new, Pussycats? How are we doing? <laughs> are we well? Yes. Should we add some context to that uh, little uh, jibe there, Dave? You made a guest appearance on a Stockport supporters podcast and committed what can only be described as an act of libel. Um, <laughs> oh, come on, it's not unusual. And, uh, well, I know, but what I'm saying is you you were disparaging in, in me. <laughs> you, you lumped me as an aside. I'm just a cast aside other member of the team that you guys just have along as a sympathy vote. Is that, is that what we're saying? I don't think I said that at all. And I don't, and if you think I said that, then, then you haven't been listening. What I, mean, I did say, what I did say was 
that uh, Ben <laughs> was the voice of positivity. Yeah, uh, we've heard this. We've heard this, Dave. You already said this already. And it, do you know what? Do you know what, Dave? It's not what you said. It's the it's the way you said it. It's the um, way you said it. Okay, you, you right meant place, it. wrong time. You can help yourself, Dave. You, you can help you yourself meant... and just tell Ben that. Just say you're my world to Ben. Ben, you're my world. <laughs> See, I felt that that came that came from the heart, didn't it? It really did. It really <laughs> did. That's good. Um, first things first, we're going to turn the tables on this podcast, and Ian's going to answer some questions from us because this is the 100th episode of the Glover's Cast. And before before anyone says, we did try and get a special guest, but anyone who's had any dealings of ever trying to schedule anything with anyone related to the football industry knows it's an absolute nightmare. So we have tried, and we'll keep trying, and you may find out that the 112th episode is a bit special or something. Yeah. Just know that it it was meant to be the 100th. We Who have knows? Tried. Maybe we'll get lucky an extra time, eh? Maybe. Maybe we will. Who knows? Exactly. It's one of those funny, familiar, forgotten feelings that just keeps coming around when it comes to the Glover's cast. But, Ian... We're going to turn these tables. Okay. 100 Glover's cast. Let's rewind 101 episodes ago. Why? What? Why? Why? Why, <laughs> Delilah, did you even think uh, uh, that a Yeovil Town podcast would even take off? What possessed you to start this almighty journey? And can I just ask, why did you start it after a 1-0 <laughs> defeat away at Woking? <laughs> how, did, how did that inspire you to do anything? Yeah, I don't know. Really. I think I thought committed. I sort of committed to it and thought, well, no one else is doing anything like this. And we're on Three Valleys Radio. So I've got all the gear. No idea. May as well give it a go. And, you know, yeah, that was a diff- it was a dark time. I, I, you know, I started to think that doing the podcast was linked to our horrendous run of results because I don't think we won until we played Wrexham in on the 29th of february so uh it was a long while before we won a game um as you can tell i'm quite good at complaining and moaning about <laughs> things when they went wrong so that was quite easy really those, i was those gonna things. say at that point with a with, and then a dull one all draw against chorley in the next game that's quite <laughs> easy to about. well chorley a lot went on in the chorley game didn't it i'm sure there was cards there's always cards isn't there it was a late mark richards goal which was uh, was it Chris Dagnall, one of the other? Oh, it was Mark Richards. Yeah, right, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What possessed me? I just thought it would be nice. I thought it was something people would listen to, and I think over the course of a hundred episodes, we've proved that we can get people to listen to it as well. Obviously, it's changed a hell of a lot since episode one. Well, you know, we now talk about meal deals, which we didn't before. Had I asked Dave his meal deal on episode one, perhaps we wouldn't have. <laughs> no one would have ever tuned yeah. in again, would they? <laughs> Despite him trying to deflect with meal deal um, questions this week, he tried. He failed miserably, by the way, Dave. But Dave, Dave was Dave was your first guest, if you like. Yeah. And then you had Josh, Josh Wild. Hello, if you're listening. And then I made my debut on episode three, and then kind of disappeared off again, and then became a semi-regular. I look back, episode nineteen, I think, was my first sort of reappearance um mama told him not to come uh well she did but she did but um she's a lady I, she is she is she was gonna be like that so um what what were you what what was your sort of early premise with that was it gonna be just a case of you and a another was it always planning to be 
trying to get a regular team together? Were you looking for sort of how 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 did you see it planning out? Were you just going to do one and see where the world took you? Or I think yeah, the first one was very much just a, a wing and a prayer. Let's have a go chatting after a match because at that time we were going to all the games and covering the games with three valleys and then we'd sort of wrap up straight after kickoff and that'd be that so there was through the week there was no real like analysis of the game and what happened during the game it was all very much that's the end see ya so wanted to bring that in and do more of that with the team and yeah it was a case of whoever I can get on to speak to. I sort of wanted to go around the houses and get a few different voices on it, not just have the same people. But the main way I wanted to do that was talk to fans of other clubs and get some insight into what other clubs are like, really. And that was quite fun. That was one of the real big things that I enjoyed at the start was speaking to other people. But even for my own self-confidence really because i don't i don't really like picking up the phone and talking to strangers but then all of a sudden matt matt baggart from chorley's ringing me up on a wednesday night asking me what i want to talk about tomorrow and i'm like yeah cool yeah no, that's fine and he's just waffling on about chorley before we even you know we were recording the following night but it's nice to speak to fans of other clubs and make that connection as well and obviously we still do that we'll do that later um, try to talk to as many other clubs I think it's interesting and I think the early feedback I got was other people wanted to hear that and hear what it was like at other clubs um and when you know the Tim at Fearless in Devotion the Wrexham guy when you hear him talk when we first played them versus <laughs> talking to him now it's like a totally different conversation and just hearing how clubs evolve and I think having that connection with like regulars is quite interesting to hear because you sort of you've already made that contact with them and heard them talk about their clubs and you know it just goes to show how things change because if results are shit on the pitch <laughs> everyone's miserable <laughs> anyway it's all to do with the football really isn't it? it doesn't matter what happens elsewhere if the results are good people are happy and yeah Men's happy anyway yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Always, of course, I am. Absolutely. How long did it take you to find Ben? Only a couple of episodes, by the sounds <laughs> of it. Yeah, and I mean, I think you say episode nineteen, but when football stopped, I sort of stopped as well, because a big part of the podcast was talking about the football, mm. um, which only really this summer. Now I've got you two roped into it. <laughs> And sharing the load, were we able to do more and do more of that stuff? Which, you know, my vision was always a little bit to copy and paste the Arsenal podcast, the Arsecast, because that's very similar to what he sort of does. He speaks to opposition fans. When clubs sign players, he speaks to journalists who might watch those players and that sort of thing. So it was sort of like that for Yeovil, really. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, isn't it? If he's Difficult listening. time to do to to do that, wasn't it? During that COVID time, I mean, case of right place but wrong time, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it, I guess there was just so much uncertainty. I mean, I spoke to Scott Priestnell in that summer, 
and spoken to him since then. No. <laughs> Would you like to? Well, not in a, <laughs> not in a one-on-one capacity. I haven't. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was. I mean, that was a good one to get. Really, that was interesting. But you know, he obviously had a message he wanted to get out at that time. <laughs> that is your most downloaded one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. When we last looked, it was anyway, but, you know, I'd like to think maybe Josh Staunton's probably overtaken that, or some of the stuff we've done over the summer has, because you know, the summer's had, been really good, We have had a really good summer. We've had, I mean, 100, 100 episodes, there's maybe, what, 10, 11, 12, maybe 13 smash hits, um, possibly, <laughs> so I think I think it's only right to ask you what what have what have your favourites been, Ian? What have, what have been the ones that you kind of go? I'm glad we did that. That was good. Or you look back on and think, crikey, that's cool. Um, I love the Gawley one, which ironically I wasn't there for. That was quite nice. <laughs> um, that was a, yeah, that was a good one. Just hearing Gawley talk uh, about his time at Yeovil, I thought it was really nice. I really enjoyed. Spoke so passionately, didn't he? Really yeah. passionately, that guy. I really enjoyed doing the Mickey Spencer, Neil Coates one. That was great fun. And I think I'm always trying to, always trying, try to educate myself in stuff I don't really know about. And that was before my time. And it was nice to hear that story and be a part of telling that story to other people who may have forgotten it, didn't know it, or weren't even born when (laughs) all that stuff happened. So that's, yeah, that's quite an interesting one. And I liked talking to... um, who was it, Tim and Will, about the the dark times as well? That was fascinating to me. And that's one of the big things I always thought it would be good to hear fans' perspectives about those times that aren't really in writing or aren't really online because it was all <laughs> before we had computers and before we had the internet and all this stuff isn't anywhere, really, unless you've got newspapers from those days. It's not really online for people to find. So that type of stuff is fascinating to me. Hopefully it's fascinating to the listeners as well. <laughs> yeah, well, do you know what? I was about to say, it is. I, like, I, I really enjoyed the Ben Smith one because yeah. it was just before my time and I felt like I was learning as well as enjoying it. Dave, you were the sort of of, of, the, of the trio of us. You joined us a, a little bit later on. Prior to you joining us, what did you enjoy about what? what we were trying to do, what Ian was trying to do before I sort of joined semi-regularly. What what was it about the Glovers cast that kind of kept you on board? Well, I'll make a confession because I probably didn't start listening until, I don't know, it must have been... Until I started joining up? And Is that, is that what you're saying? Is it no, no, no. Do you know, I, honestly, I think it might have been because you started telling me about it. I think that might have been what it was. Because I'm sure you were into the 40s when when I when I started listening to you. When would that have been? Would that have been around then? No, no I, so I, I was I was semi-regular at 1920, quite early on. I was surprised to find it. I went oh, scrolling yeah. back okay. through the episode. So. I think it was like 30s or 40s I, I came into it. But... I, the, the first point that Ian made about listening to fans of other clubs and getting those different perspectives, that was a thing that I found interesting. And, mm. and I know you think I'm, you know, trying to, uh, to make peace with you now, Ben. But the two of you, and, I, and I've always said this, this is the reason why I would never be a co-commentator on radio, is because I don't have the first clue about you know, footballing tactics. And I think I've proved that over the times so I've been talking to you guys. But the two of you managed to analyse games in a way that I 
find interesting but could never do myself um so so yeah i enjoyed that part of it found myself agreeing with you sometimes found myself not agreeing with you sometimes but yeah that's that that was what i liked and i think part of the reason as well is obviously ben's a pro i'm not a pro the voice of broadcasting and i just ben barrett i sort of wanted it to feel like i didn't want it to feel like a super polished professional like here we are talking about have i got my lawyers onto you now as well have i got my lawyers onto you no 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 what i'm saying is where the i want it to feel like just mates at the pub chatting which is what it feels like and which is why when dave said he didn't (laughs) want to be a part of it we were like dave you need to be a part of it because it's more fun and it's more of a laugh isn't it like and that's just it, what I he's saying is across. that when he decided it, he didn't want it to be professional, he invited me along so, <laughs> as the, as the no. lack of professionalism. We needed an influencer with... An award winner. <laughs> oh, an award winning. Yes. <laughs> Business journalist. Yeah. You can leave your hat on with that one. <laughs> it's, been, it's been really good. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the sort of the creativity side of it. And then tell me about... Tell, don't tell me about it because I know about it. Tell the good the good people of, of the Glover's Cast listener world how you roped Dave and I into the whole website archiving and the stuff that sort of it's far more than just a podcast now, isn't it? To you and to us as a group, Ian. What what inspired you to 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 get that going? The a gap in the market. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's a uh, profitable market at all. <laughs> no, it's an almighty gap to fill as well. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it's um, an almighty gap to fill. I mean, people have said and compared us to to Ciderspace, and I don't think we get anywhere near it. The stuff that no. that Badger used to do and his useful um, sort of uh, team of minions that worked alongside him, the the, the level they went to, you, you don't really appreciate it until you try and emulate one percent of it, and you know. We have our jobs, our lives, our kids, our families, our cats, our dogs, um, but we don't get anywhere near it. But to be even mentioned in the same sentence, I don't know about you lads, but that's maybe some of the biggest compliments people can possibly give to us. Yeah, it is. And I don't agree with it. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, I'm completely on board with you there. I, we, we don't come close. We, we aren't trying to, we're just trying to sort of save as much as we can and, and and provide people so yeah yeah i think it started off as a you know the podcast in general started as much as like let's talk about the football on the pitch like you would down the pub with your mates and then over the course of time as things have happened or not happened off the pitch it sort of felt like there was a one there's a gap in the market to for people who don't listen to podcasts who don't want to watch a 40 minute YouTube video of a press conference who don't want to just sit and watch that, who quite happily just read snippets and read what the manager says, which, you know, and not have to wait every Thursday till the paper comes out, which it doesn't, you know, the press conferences are on Thursday anyway, so it won't come out till the next Thursday, then it's not accurate. It doesn't go on the Somerset Live website. Um, I think just being an unofficial reliable source of news for Yale Town fans was my real drive to do it really and rope you guys into into it. 
Um, yeah, One I thing think... I will say about the website that we do do, as well as Ciderspace, is the away travel guides. <laughs> and that's because Hugh writes them. <laughs> and he used to write them for Ciderspace. So, and, uh, and, and his inimitable way, Badger knew fuck all about beer. So Hugh <laughs> was always the voice of beer. And that's always what I used to go to Ciderspace uh, away guides for, uh, was, the, was the pub guide. So if you want to know good pubs, can still go to the Glover's cast and find them, courtesy of you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like looking through those and, you know, tidying them up and then just, you know, I found them really because I didn't go away. I don't go away very often. So to then read through and all the level of detail that goes into them just like astonishes me. And then it's all also like the personality that's within them as well. And it's like, I feel like that's the next step for us is, you know, yeah. we just, we do straight up news, don't we? We, and we need to get, odd, do we need to get more opinionated? In the odd Vitaly Maximenko uh, exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we need to get more, you know, I don't know. It's up to yeah. you guys. You know, it's well, not. It's up to it's, it's up to you as well, though. So go on then. Let's, it's let's, up to let's, us. It's up yeah, to us. Yeah. So let's so let's let's oh. bring that. Oh, next let's question not fall in. out. Come on. <laughs> no, the next out. question just is. Just made friends. Let's not fall out again. <laughs> I'll never fall in love again. Oh no. Um, <laughs> the next question is, what's next then? Are we looking at a hundred more podcasts? How's the podcast going to look on episode two hundred? What's the website going to look by the time we get around to episode two hundred? I think if we can up it from two podcasts a week to four podcasts a week. <laughs> Ben's marriage is at stake already. <laughs> we do podcast a week, plus the 900 jobs that he does. Yeah. So. <laughs> Try heading being a Glover's Trust board member on top of oh, two podcasts yeah. a week and <laughs> and the job. Yeah. Um. I don't know what the future holds. Really, it's quite. It's been quite organic. Don't like to think about it too much and just just roll with it and see how it changes. You know, I don't. This is much your guys as mine. <laughs> If you want to do stuff, do stuff. It's, it's, you know, I don't want to sound too wanky, but it's not, it's not do as I say, it's do what you feel like, you know, we're like doing it as a team and we want to, if Ben comes in tomorrow and says, right, I want to write about Kevin Dawson shin pads, fuck it, go for it. <laughs> well. I have to point out that we've still got very little garlic bread. Uh, no, what was it? Lasagna. Lasagna. Oh, well, I, ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. You promised one thing and it just didn't happen. I just... In fairness to Mike, is he only providing away day lasagna reviews? Lasagna. Oh, okay. At, at this so point, I'll settle for any lasagna. So he's got go to Tesco's get a frozen one. Okay. I don't think he's going to do one at the green, green grass of home at Hewish Park, is he? He, he might not. No, you're right, to be fair. But, I mean, we He's have... not going to get lasagna at Hewish Park, that's for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Oh, it's a long time since I've been to Hewish Park. It is good to touch the green, green grass of home sometimes. Yeah, it's, um, it's not God, quite it's what it used to be. I, one, Dave. <laughs> I was there. I was there not too long ago. It, uh, yeah, it could do with a lick of paint, I think the phrase is. It could do with a lick of paint. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, so, okay, listen. We mentioned Stockport. Well... Before we get on to Stockport, and we're going to talk to a Stockport fan, I just want to say a couple of thank yous because we've had, I've, I've personally received a couple of sort of messages of publicly, privately of, from people, from listeners who say, 
that the Glover's cast has, has helped them, who has, you know, just kept some sanity in their lives. Quite how you've got sanity out of us three, I have no yeah, idea. Baffling, baffling. Um, unbelievable. But they said that they appreciate it. They said that they've enjoyed it. They said that the, the difficult conversation after um, that we had after Lee Collins, which is one of the ones I'm, I'm really proud almost feels like the wrong word but i'm so so glad that we did something in 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 that manner at the time that we did um i'm glad that i managed to really vent about cranberry sauce in christmas dinner sandwiches um (laughs) and everything whether it's rating people's meal deals whether it's having honest conversations um this this whole thing looks a lot different than it did 87 podcasts ago whatever it was that i started heck we're now in the western gazette every week we are whenever possible in our in the club's press conferences and, and that's that's got to be positive stuff not just from our side but it's great that that sam has, has asked us along and that the western gazette want us involved a little bit and things like that so um if you've if you've been a guest at any point whether you are a yeovil legend or whether you're just a, a fan whether you've been a quiz entrant uh, well a quiz failure let's be honest with you because no one holds a candle to nigel dyson does he let's be honest um so well we'll find out we'll we find will out. find out yeah he's got another challenger later well, there's on there's fighting talk there's fighting <laughs> talk yeah um listen it's it's been i've 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 bloody loved it ian if i'm honest with you mate so thank you for having me thank you for letting me be free to go and find vitaly maximenko and and other such sort of uh, cult heroes so to speak um, I really appreciate it. It's been more of a help to me than even I'm probably willing to admit. And I hope that Yeovil fans have enjoyed it. And here's here's to a hundred more and a few more <laughs> legends. Yeah, you know, you know, you're right. You're right about like the other thing I was saying to Katie earlier. Actually, it's like I speak to you guys twice a week. <laughs> I speak to you guys more than I speak to some of my close mates. Like, and all through like that lockdown period between christmas and january and february and march it was just like us three chatting about football twice a week and it was super helpful well <laughs> it's we, like there was a period we called sanity. it therapy yeah. yeah yeah there was a period we were calling it therapy it was yeah. uh, it was yeah we needed it every week so yeah, and i know and i know i have had a couple of people send send me messages saying that they've really appreciated that as well so yeah genuinely genuinely thank you for all the lovely comments and and if there's stories out there to tell we're not here to to be uh, a mouthpiece of any one club or anything like that we're here to ask questions we're here to say you know we're here to praise and blame where where needs be um so you know if there are stories out there to tell if there are people you want us to find if there are guests that you think we absolutely have to have on you know, people talk about, you know, the lads have talked about the the, the, the older memories, memories, memories don't pee, leave like people do. So I think that we can, we can do a lot more and, and, you know, let us know what you want out there on the Glover's cast. A hundred episodes in, we're only really just beginning, I hope, in, in one way, shape or form. So Ian, thank you so much. Should we move on to, to Stockport County and the weekend's fixture? Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. We'll start with Dave. Dave, you had a chat with who did you talk to? I spoke to Russ from the Scarf Bagara War, the Stockport County podcast. Um, and I started off by asking him, why is it called the Scarf Bagara War? Listen out. <laughs>
Okay, so this is Dave, and I'm here with Russ from the Stockport County uh, podcast, the Scarf Bagara War. So, uh, Russ, I think this is your second, third time on the Glover's Cast? Yeah, second, I think, yeah. Second, yeah. So, uh, welcome back to start with. No, thanks and, for having me. No, no problem. And, uh, and just uh, as a bit of a recap for those who didn't catch you last time, explain the title of the podcast for us, the Scarf the Bagara War. Yeah, so the Scarf Bagara War, the, the name's a bit of a mixture. It's, it's, it's a fusion of, of a song that we sing on the terraces that you'll hear when you come to Edgley Park called The Scarf My Father War, all about handing ah. your scarf down, down the generations. And one of our most loved managers, Danny Bagara, uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s. Okay, so the Scarf Bagara War, that, that fits quite yeah. nicely, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, well, listen out for that one when we're there then. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, obviously, big season for Stockport, I would imagine. We've been obviously talking about what people are thinking of the, of the season to come, and we're, we're, we're looking at you, Wrexham and Chesterfield, as the real uh, sort of top, top, top runners, because looking at what you brought in in the summer, there was quite a, quite a, big, a few bigger rivals, wasn't there? Uh, what, what, what's changed since? Because we played you, obviously, last game of the season, didn't we? Um, at our place, and you beat us down there. So, uh, what's what's changed in the Stockport side since then? Um, we've just added quality, really. Um, uh, we've we've added Ben uh, Ben Whitfield, who was I think he was talky sort of star player before he got injured last season. So, I think when 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 they lost him to injury, that their sort of season fell off a cliff a bit. Even though they ended up finishing second in the end, uh, we've brought in uh, Scott Quigley, who was Barrow's top scorer last season. Um, yeah, we've brought in Ben Barkley from Accrington. We've brought in Will Fish, who is uh, Man United's under twenty three captain. Um, so yeah, we, we've oh we've brought in Arjen Reiki as well, who's an Aston Villa under twenty three. Who's I mean, he's really really impressive. Um, you know, all this quality that we've brought in, we 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 are sort of saying, wondering why we're not twelve points out of twelve. I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, uh, that's mm. some real quality there, isn't it? I mean, Ben Whitfield. We he had a very uh, brief loan spell at Yeovil at one point, and I remember right. him being uh, being very good then. But he, yeah, I saw him at, at Torquay last season, and he was uh, yeah, he was mustard, wasn't he? So and say quickly, th- these are all players that shouldn't be in this division, aren't they? A lot of those players. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we and we have paid for them as well. So yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're looking to get as much value out of them as possible. Um, so yeah, it's almost like an embarrassment of riches. And I, you know, I was talking to some Notts County lads, and they said, "Oh no, sorry." They, they, well, they actually said on their pod it would be embarrassing if we didn't win the division, right? Which, which I can understand as you know, from an outside looking in. I'm going to say Notts County. I don't think they, you know, too skint are they? They, they, they spent a couple of quid as well, I think. So, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah there's, there's definitely a few that you'll be looking at the outlays that they've made, haven't they, this uh, this summer? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, you, I think you've named them, haven't you? Chesterfield, although I'm not really sure where they're getting the money from. Uh, Wrexham, we know he's Deadpool and his mate, don't yeah. we? <laughs> um, and we've had heavy investment from a local businessman, and then Notts County again spending. I don't again. I don't know where. I don't know where they're getting their money from. Yeah. Yeah, put it down to Gates, I suppose, and being a big, massive club. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, our first, well, I suppose second question, but we've got to ask you about Paddy. Uh, obviously yep. still a legend at Yeovil, always, uh, always will be, I think. Uh, how's he getting on so far? Um, he's doing okay. We've, we've had a lot of injuries at the start of this season and our, our manager, 
isn't known for his attacking football, which is which is a real frustration among the county fans. So Paddy, although he's playing up top, is having to do a lot of work, um, and he's dropping. He's doing. He's, he's doing like what Rooney did towards the end of his career. He's dropping deep to get the ball. Um, he's 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 working his socks off. I mean, he was my man of the match against Grimsby. The amount of work he put in, it was just unbelievable to see. Um, even as late as like the 85th, 88th minute, he was chasing down defend, you know, defenders passing it across the back. So yeah, I've been really impressed with him. He's not really scored as many as we as as we'd like to. So there's a bit of a disappointment about that. To be honest, that generally the natives are getting restless. Uh, generally. Um so if you just to just to sort of segue a second, if you do, if you if you are confident and you come on Saturday with and bring some with you, you know, bring a few fans with you, get behind your team. If it doesn't go well for us, you will hear the, the natives getting restless. Okay, and and is that just because, like you say, you've you've spent a lot of money? You obviously finished last season uh, well. I know uh, missed out in the playoffs. Um, is that just a frustration, like you say, that you're not twelve points clear at the top of the league already? Yeah, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a mixture of everything, really. We we finished the season last season, albeit you know with a defeat against Hartlepool in the playoffs. But before that, we went eighteen unbeaten. Mm. We drew the most games out of any team in the division last season. So if you turn them into wins, you, you're looking at promotion. He seems to have continued that form into this season and not learned any lessons. So that's why the natives are getting restless. Okay. So we set up with five at the back, albeit two wing backs who were who were fairly attacking, but because of injuries, it's square pegs in round holes at the moment. So we're asking we're asking Ben Whitfield to do a left wing back role, which yeah. is, is not it's not where he needs to play. And that's why Paddy's coming deep, because he's having to pick up the slack of right. other players. So it's not that they're bad players, they're really, really good quality. It's just that we're hamstrung slightly that we can't play them in their natural positions. Okay. I, I mean, looking at the uh, the teams that you played, obviously that first game of the season, you lost three uh, one home to to Dagenham. Um, let's be fair; they've they've had a decent start to the season, Dagenham. But you seem to make a few changes. Looking um, Hogan and Palmer, is it both seem to drop out, uh, or was it um, oh, Hogan and Fish? I beg your pardon. You mentioned Fish before, didn't you? They yeah. Both drop out of the lineup. Yeah, so the the first it's quite telling, really. The first game, Dagenham absolutely did a number on us. Yeah, you know they, they were they were they were great. You know, fair play to them. They, they deserve the three points. I'd give them six actually for the performance. <laughs> um, but we didn't have Ash, Ash Palmer there, um, and we had Will Fish, Ben Barkley, and Hogan. So whether it's luck or whatever, but Hogan had to drop out, so that which brought Palmer in for the next match. We haven't conceded since Palmer's been in. No. Palmer is a really good defender. We have a song about him that if you throw a brick at him, you let it back. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so, so no one tries that, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so it's it's really telling. So he's really key to us, but we're really good at defending. So we we, we will have a lot of the ball, but there'll be mainly sideways passes. And I I did listen to your show today and you said that you had you had more possession um than Halifax at the weekend, which I think you did. From, I think we might that, have had slightly right? less. Uh, I think they, they they might have had more possession. We, we we're playing pr- probably not dissimilar a bit of a defensive game this so far, based on the fact that we've not really got any options up front um, uh, except right, for Laddie okay. scored three goals. So um, yeah, another Quigley, another Quigley. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I must have misheard that then. But yeah, we what what you'll find on Saturday is we we'll, we will have a lot of the ball. Mm-hmm. But we probably won't do much with it. 
Right. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> so, sounding more positive. I'm feeling more <laughs> confident. Yeah. And uh, and but like you say, defensively, it looks like you've you've really solid as two clean sheets in the last oh, three, three in the last three. Three in the yeah. last three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's continuing last season as well. So Ben Inchliff, our keeper, um, kept sixteen clean sheets last season, which wow. is the most. Um, so defensively, we are sound. So you'll do well to break us down. But we will, it's, it, unless something clicks on Saturday, and it might do, we might, we might sort of, you know, click into gear. Unless it does, it'll be a very low chance game because I think Boreham Wood had one shot on Saturday and we had two. And against Grimsby, Grimsby didn't have a shot on or off target. Although they scored a disallowed goal, but let's not count that because the whistle blew before. Right. So you know, you're, re- you're really <laughs> tempting people to take that long journey. Well, I know. <laughs> I know, but that, I'm, I'm just being truthful. It's going to be. That's what it is. That's the way our manager is playing, and it's annoying the fans, the hell out of the fans, because it's not exciting. We've got all the. We've, we've spent all this money. We've got all these riches, you know, in terms of quality. And he's just not—he's just not doing it. Like you say, lots of attacking players there as well. And uh, quickly, has he has he played at all this season? He played twenty-five minutes at Southend and pulled up with a hamstring. Right. Okay. So he so, won't play on Saturday. Very unlikely. Oh, okay. So who's—is uh, he just Paddy up top on his own? Is it and chasing back by the sounds of him? Well, no, he's been playing a mixture really. So we've got Alex Reed, who was our top scorer last season, oh, yeah. twenty yeah. odd goals. So I think he scored the winner against you at our place. He did, he did. Um, so we've got him. He's a nuisance. Um, so I'm guessing, I'm guessing he'll play up top with 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 Paddy Madden. We are we are looking and we are expecting another striker to come in this this week. Okay. Anybody anybody you know of? The rumours is it's Harry Cardwell. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Yeah, he was a he very was good. You. Yeah, he's a very good-looking lad from Chorley. Right, okay. Not many <laughs> people can say that from the Chorley. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, okay, so so we're not expecting anything too too exciting on the attacking front. Is it going to rain? I know. Is it? Do you still put the away fans in that uncovered terrace at the uh, behind the goal? Yeah, we do. Um, but we do open up the. F- the end of the family stand if it's going to absolutely leg it down i've not even seen the i've not seen the um the forecast for the for, for saturday i'll have to have a um, have to have a look and pack a pack a rain mac if uh if it's looking looking bad but we probably yeah. won't bring as many certainly won't bring as many as grimsby uh did on a tuesday night but um so the, yeah if you can tuck us away somewhere where we're out of the elements that might not be a bad thing yeah i think grimsby nearly brought your gate it probably did probably got 1200 yeah, yeah. Well, we 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 didn't even top two thousand for the uh, game against Halifax. So, um, but yeah, lots of things going on. But right. Well, Ross, I really appreciate your time. Thanks again for coming on with us. And uh, yeah, uh, obviously, with the obvious two exceptions, we'll wish you and uh, and Paddy uh, all the best of luck for uh, the season to come. Well, thanks for having me on. Cheers. No worries. Cheers. Okay, so we're back. That was Russ from the Scarf, Bagara War. Dave, he told us a bit there about Stockport fans getting agitated when yeah. they're under the cosh. 
So that sounds like anybody, any of the 105 people who, as of the point of recording, thanks to Matt Crivelli for letting me know that uh, that's how many tickets we've sold, according to the Stockport website, we need to get behind the team as much to wind up the home fans as anything else. Um, and if that expensively assembled squad of uh, uh, the Harlem Globetrotters of uh, the National <laughs> League uh, <laughs> uh, haven't scored by an hour, we could see them start to uh, to get on their manager's back. But don't expect us to see a lot of the ball as well. That's what he was saying, very possession-based side. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they've got some good players, haven't they? I forgot Ben Whitfield was there. Um, remember him from when he was at Yeovil and uh, and obviously had a great season for for Torquay, didn't he? Before he got injured last season, I think. I don't remember watching him in the playoffs. I don't think he was no, in the playoff games, was he? Um, no. Yeah, well, it sounds like we might be set up to. Well, we're going to be set up to frustrate him, aren't we? Based on what we did on Saturday, which I think was effective. Some people might think it was a bit. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I had a whale of a time watching it. I thought it was great. Certainly in person, it was terrific to see us defending like that. It was like exciting defensive football. Do you know what I mean? Like the to the point that you know you were really g'ing them up when they got close to like right. We need to press now and get the ball off them. It was like a wall of noise. It was great. And like we said on Sunday, the Max Hunt tackle was as good as a goal and bit of a cliche isn't it but when you see like Chiellini and all those Juve defenders when they stop a goal going in they're just wild but that's quite fun I, I think I don't know call me Ben Barrett but I'm a bit optimistic about Saturday now I think I think I'm I think I'm of, of the same sort of feeling really the, the, the reoccurring theme of our three games so far has been that we've we've got away early Joe Quigley scored in the 15th minute in all three games. I think yeah. one was in the 14th, wasn't it? I can't remember which. Maybe well, the Kings Lynn one, but... Can we can we just lie and say they're all in the 15th minute? <laughs> okay, they're they all in the 15th. Much yeah, better statistic. That he scored in exactly the 15th minute. So I'm not saying this game is all about the lead and, and, and how to swing it from there. But if we can get away early and do something similar, ideally in the exact 15th minute... Um, I just wonder if we might turn the, the natives restless quite early. I think a slightly different game. I'm um, listening to the gaffer today. He's got a couple of question marks over Tom Knowles and Dale Gorman, two very, very key and influential players. So there may be a couple of changes. So I'm maybe not sure we're going to be able to get out the blocks quite so quickly in, in the same way we have against Kingsley and against Oldershot and Halifax. So we might be in the game of, of frustrating and, and having to hold them at bay a little bit. Um, but similarly, Stockport, with the greatest of respect, they've been disappointing this year by their, by their very high standards. We've all got them winning the league. In our 1-23, to we've all got them winning the league. And to lose against Dagenham, who have started, to scrape past Stockport, and then two nil-nil draws... They've scored two goals. They averaged the second fewest shots on goal in the division after four games, just six. Um, for me, they've been disappointing. Now, I'm not saying for a second there's a good time to play Stockport away because plenty of sides are going to go to Stockport away this year and get absolutely um, battered. But at this moment, as we move closer to kickoff, maybe maybe this is the um, 
the ideal time to play them? I don't know. You can tell somebody's on the BBC this weekend, can't you? He's got all his stats lined up. Don't give him too many of them away early. Or yeah, how big's that notepad you got there, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sounds yeah. prepared, listeners, because he is, he is prepared. Very prepared. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's flashing lots of uh, lots of stats. So, but no, I agree with you. But then. I don't know if it, I've I've probably been a Yeovil Town fan for more time. There, there, there's something inside of me that just I'm fearful <laughs> <laughs> after five uh, after uh, five seasons of uh, oh, shite. Uh, I, I'm just I'm just <laughs> fearful, and I, and I'm fearful of Paddy Madden because he hasn't scored. <laughs> uh, and I did say uh, I said I um, can't remember whether I said it there or whether I said it when I was on their podcast, but if Paddy Madden scores and celebrates against us, you will hear my heart break. It will be audible to see that. So, Paddy, if it happens, please don't do that. Don't be that guy, please. <laughs> to, uh, to quote the great man himself after the playoff final, yes, I was due one, he said live to the Sky Sports camera. And he hasn't scored in any of the four, despite playing in all of them and captaining the side, actually, um, at the back end. But at the back end of last season, he was in really, really good nick scored a whole bunch before their, their playoff run. Um, so, yeah, you could probably argue he is due one. Um, if he could just hold off for one more week, that would be lovely because, well, we've all seen this script. We all know how it ends. Obviously, the absence of Gorman and Knowles could be pretty big if, if they're out. Um, maybe, you know, maybe we move um, Jordan Barnett further up. Is it time for Jack Robinson? Is he back fit? Jack or... Robinson isn't available till Monday, according to the gaffer, ah. which is a little bit of a shame. Originally, he told me last week um, that he yeah. was hoping to have him for this one. Um, that isn't the case. He's hoping to have him from Monday, as we will have Matt Worthington back from Monday. So Gorman, for me, is arguably, I mean, this is no disrespect to Tom Knowles, who we've all fallen in love with. Um, I think Gorman might be the bigger miss of the two if he is unavailable, and he'd be the one I'd be desperate to try and get back. Because, so. again... We've got that partnership, haven't we? We've yeah, got that... Staunton and Gorman that have, you know, they kept very, very good Halifax front line from even getting at the defence, let alone causing any damage. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd want to, I'd want Gorman and Staunton to remain for as long as possible. They're, yeah, ridiculously disciplined as centre midfielders, and yeah, sounds like we're going to need that against Stockport. But who knows? Maybe a boy from nowhere could come in and fill a hole. Yeah, maybe maybe this is how Alex Bradley gets back in the side. Yeah, in that in that in that defensive sort of midfield role. Um, He's from Finland, did he? Not he is. Yeah, Finnish. Yeah. Um, I was hoping. He's not finished. That... <laughs> <laughs> He's not finished. He's only twenty-eight. We could have a young new Mexican puppeteer to sit in the middle. <laughs> I'm giggling because of the reference to puppeteer, which. <laughs> Of oh, course, Anthony Edgar, Anthony Edgar who, who I referred to in an FA Cup tie at Preston as the puppeteer. I thought he made the strings. He really pulled the strings. <laughs> and I remember walking out of Deepdale with you that day and, and you're literally doing the hand movements. The puppeteer, yep. the puppeteer. <laughs> yeah, you can't and, see me doing my hands, listeners, but I am doing it. <laughs> yeah, I was. And I don't think he ever played well again, ever. Um, so he did no, so he played one really, really good performance and it fooled me. It completely fooled me. So, yes, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to be uh, hard to emulate, let's say. So, yeah, Alex Bradley or whoever comes in if Gorman is missing. Uh, bigger shoes than Anthony Edgar to fill, probably. 
I mean, Anthony Edgar was playing a couple levels higher than this, so maybe he'd be a good player for us now. <laughs> maybe he would. What's he up to on Saturday? Who knows? Mm. Oh, it's going to be a good game. You're both going, aren't you? Ben, obviously. I'm going with my professional BBC. cap on. Yeah. yeah. Ben, ben has already again. told me that it's a good job that he's on commentary and not in the away end, otherwise he'd have a piece of me. Yeah, all <laughs> that libel on the podcast. Exactly. So, yeah. so I'm grateful that he is, but I will uh, I will give you a wave and uh yeah, I'll I'll be having words with Mr. Cleverly as well about his lasagna. If he's uh gets on the right train. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll probably end up in like Calais or somewhere, won't he? Yeah. Oh brilliant. Yes. But I am I am looking forward to it. I think I think we've got a chance. I think we do. I think um, your friends on the on that Stockport podcast are absolutely right. I think we need to frustrate. I think we need to turn what will likely be a fairly good crowd against Stockport. The longer it stays nil nil, the better chance we have of winning it. Um, it, it must be completely unheard of if Stockport go three nil nils in a row, um, and their strikers aren't scoring. John Rooney's their their only goal scorer this season. In the same way that. Joe Quigley is for us. Um, John Rooney's got two goals, and that's it. Um, and that's them done, which is, well, a bit of a shock, really, considering the firepower they have got. Of course, no Scott Quigley. He's likely to be out. He's been uh, he's been hamstrung, quite literally. Um, so we were talking waxing lyrical prior to the season, weren't we, about Scott Quigley teaming back up with with John Rooney from from the Barrow days? And I thought that was going to be a deadly little duo, but. We've seen it this season for all of about 12 minutes, I think, he, and then got pulled pulled out of the game. Um, so I think no Scott, chance of El Quigleco. No, I don't think we're going to get El Quigleco, unfortunately, which is just selfish because the pun writes itself. Um, but you were hoping to force that one in during commentary, weren't you? Without question, I might get still. <laughs> Welcome to El Quigleco. <laughs> no yeah, I'm hoping he gets a couple of minutes on the bench and uh, maybe comes off and. I can have El Quigleco for about two minutes. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, unfortunately. But You're going to get briefed as soon as you turn up on Saturday. No oh, mention of El Quigleco, please. I know, yeah. I'm gonna be... You're going to be editorialised. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming, but no puns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ben just right. tears up his notebook and walks off. But if you've ever listened to me and Dave do a Three Valleys commentary, Dave, prior that is, it's mostly puns. Well, that's that's good. And that's we had loads of Halifax banking puns. There was a couple of Warburton bread puns. Nice. Um, during Saturday's match, we yeah we tried to, you know, it's punk rock radio. Punk rock radio. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the tagline. It's not, yeah. but it should be. No, but I am I am looking forward to getting sort of back into a into a into a commentary box. Looking forward to chatting about the game as it happens live rather than. Rather than having rule two, I can't have rule two when you're live on BBC. I can't sleep on it. I've got to say it as I feel as we go along. Yeah, can I just have a nap a second and I'll <laughs> let me have a nap at half time and I'll <laughs> I'll tell you how I feel. Yeah, exactly. So that's hey, uh, Ben, wake up. You've kicked off. Um, so yeah, that's yes, I'm looking forward to it. I think we've got a chance. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for a one nil Yeovil win, eighty-fourth minute. Max Hunt header. Very specific. There yeah. you go. That's it. Dave. What do you got? Come on then. Let's let's colours to the mass, please, lads. Uh, a draw. <laughs> yeah, really, like, no, no, draw. really, he thinks we're going to lose, but he doesn't want to say. 
I, I tell you, I yeah, my uh, it, it's too many years of uh, of of watching Darren Way's Yeovil. I think that's probably well, what's I gone too. I huh? watched that. I watched that dross as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll go. I, I would take a point. I had to no, sit through a season ticket of Paul Sturrock, Darren Way, <laughs> and well, Darren Way. You got, you got a fantastic waistcoat out of Paul Sturrock, though, didn't you? So yeah. Well, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. And all the rooms needed repainting again. Oh, yeah, you made everything orange. <laughs> Fair enough. No, they had us playing in orange, I expected at one point. Well, I imagine the away kit was probably going to end up that way. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, then, Perkins. So as Come I on, said Perkins. a draw, Ben said a win. Feel the, um, uh, feel the spirit in the room. Yeah, Come on. Quigley after 15, 1 0. Well, there you go. <laughs> there we go. And to think that Stockport podcast said that we were getting ahead of ourselves was their exact quote. <laughs> Sounded like we were getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we'll tell you after we beat you one nil. <laughs> How ahead of ourselves are we now? I know. <laughs> we're ahead of you, you pricks. <laughs> we physically are, aren't we? Yes, we've got to be, haven't we? Um, so yes, good. Dave's um, writing down. Dave's writing down a sh- show title I get, there. I think. I, I'm, 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 wor- I'm worried about uh, going to Stockport now. They're going to be looking for me, aren't they? <laughs> Well, they've seen you as well. If exactly. they watch the podcast, they know I am. I'll have to, I'll have to... Make sure you don't wear your coat shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fully framed that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was when I was thirty years old. That's a very old shirt. Though. It's got 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 ding bondage on it. I think. <laughs> yeah, listeners can do the maths on that one if they like. Yeah. <laughs> Eleven That'd years be... old. <laughs> Should we do some questions? Should we take a little? Breather, because this little section's been quite fun. Should we have a breather and do the questions? Questions. Do that. We are back then. It's time to take your questions. As ever, if you do have a question you want the Glover's Cast cohort to have a crack at answering, just tweet us at Gloverscast or Gloverscast at gmail.com. There are three <laughs> questions. One of them is about our Centurion podcast. Matt Crivelli, a uh, big fan of the podcast. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Um, are you all wearing tuxedos to mark the podcast? Uh, Dave, is your tuxedo on? No, my tuxedo is not on because it's too bloody hot to wear a tuxedo in the room, Army. Uh, Ian Perkins, tuxedo, yay or nay? Uh, I'm currently dressed as a jolly green giant. The Jolly Green Giant. That's where yeah. he is. That's where he's been hiding. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That was a question we had. Where is we, the Jolly Green Giant? He, where yeah, we he came found back him. and said he'd had a he'd had a knee operation or something. Oh, was he? Green Giant. I saw that on on somewhere. Yeah. I mean, they must have needed a big knife. Yeah. <laughs> big knees there. <laughs> that's not a knife. Lots, <laughs> lots, and lots. <laughs> you call that a knife? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I hope I hope he's okay. Let's say that needs lots of yeah. tender, loving care, um, and to hope he uh, he gets better gets better pretty soon. Um, yeah, but there we, you go. Two... we need that sex bomb back on the pitch at halftime. We do, we do. You're right, exactly. Um, I am wearing a tuxedo, and because this is audio only, you can't find out otherwise. So yes, Matt, <laughs> I made the effort. No one else did. My tuxedo though is made by Under Armour and is distinctly <laughs> looking like a hoodie. Um, Dan Johnson. Dan, thanks for getting in touch. Off the pitch, what do you think is the single most important aspect to increase the match day experience? Therefore, ergo, 
bringing in more revenue. Um, Ian, you are a regular visitor to the green, green grass of home that is Hewish Park. Um, and I went the other week. What would you like to see um, get better? Because I actually, again, I noticed a couple of things when I was there, but I wanted to get your thoughts first. Well, I think I noticed it's off the pitch what is a single most important aspect to increase match day experience. But I think the single most important thing is to have a successful football team. Because if okay. the football is good, people will come to watch. And then that will, in, that you know, the byproduct of that is more people come, they spend more money. But you also need people to come and actually have an enjoyable time there. So it's just making it, you know, a bit more welcoming. You know, we had that, I had that big rant at the end of last season where mm. I was stopped and searched upon entry. I've heard stories from others whose kids were searched like their first time going to a game and they were searched and it's like, you know, distressing really to have that happen to you as a young child, I would have thought to be like, let me look for your bag and do all that stuff. So yeah, I think, yeah, the football will make people come, but you need to want them to stay. And if we can get them to stay by having nice food, having nice drink, not serving warm cans of carling out of a trailer, you know that's a good a good place to start well yeah i mean we've we've said it once already on a completely different context but memories don't leave like people do and it's that simple isn't it that people will go and have an experience and then they will decide whether or not they're coming back um i i was there and look i've got i've got a lot of time for a lot of people at that football club and I, when i popped there for the press conference to bump into pat custard again doing her volunteer um, thing behind the scenes, stocking bars, doing whatever. But there's just a couple of things I noticed. Just the first thing you notice when you turn the corner is you've got random cars parked up to stop um, visitors, unwanted visitors coming and setting up camp on different parts of the land, but they just look strewn across the place. Um, there was an area where there were some uh, red barriers that are used on match days, but after the match day, they clearly just been chucked around, not piled up neatly. They are just strewn across the place. There's a car park open sign that's left upside down it just looks untidy it just looks like there's bits and pieces of um you know it's just it's pride of work stuff and then i went into the club shop whilst i was trying to kill 10 minutes before the press conference started and with the greatest of respect it looked a little bit bare it looked a little bit like it just needed a few more you know there were rungs of scarves that were that were missing and i'm sure it's because we're in the process obviously we've just changed a supplier um from from Macron to Hummel, I'm sure we're waiting for more gear to arrive and things like that. And obviously there's the usual problems with getting, well, anything to anywhere. We've all seen what the uh, um, supermarket shelves look like. Um, but like it was two weeks before the school goes back and there wasn't a thing, a stand right in front of the door with pencils and crayons and pencil cases and things like that slapping you in the face. So if you do have to pop to the club and buy a ticket to buy something, to buy a gift, oh yeah, my kid's going back to school and I can get him a pencil case and a, and a pen and a rubber and a bag and whatever else it may be. Like, we've got to be a little bit more savvy. And I appreciate that just like every other department, the commercial department is probably one bloke doing a thousand things, doing three jobs. Same way the media department is just Sam doing one thing, doing a thousand things at once. Um, so th th there are different ways of going about things to make things better. And it comes down to us having a more bodies, but more bodies 
of people who care because I think we all agree that we've seen great things from Sam Collard and the media team. We've seen great things from Pat Custard. We've seen the commercial team do really well. They struck up a deal with the Terrace. Um, you're welcome. And, you know, brought in one, no, two seasons of good kits after the Achieve by Unit monstrosity. So there is good things happening, but it feels like there's another level that we can go to over time. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can take some of those things on. Dave, I've, what? I think I was just going to say, I think care in the work and pride in the work is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. I know what you mean. I was going on Saturday and seeing just little bits and pieces that you think is so much more. It's not a great deal of effort to make those little wins. I remember rocking up there as a kid and it was immaculate. You know, all the, you know, everything was so well kept. I guess it's getting old. Yeah. And we just need someone to, I don't know, I don't know, lead the way, find themselves carrying a torch towards it all. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but there are, <laughs> are you areas. planning to get them burning down the house? Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. If needs be. They're carrying yeah. a torch near it. It might happen. Yeah. If they're carrying a torch, <laughs> it might be burning down the house, might be burning down the, uh, the marquee at some point hopefully all being well um so yeah. you're right though you, you you can you can help yourself can't you with, uh, yeah. with something like that and I, and I and i think where i it's been a long time since i've been to hewish park but seeing some of the um the photographs that um that people put on and i know people photograph um you know all of the all of the bad bits don't they but mm. uh yeah some of the yeah, you know, the the stuff that you see around the ground, it's like a, you know, it's like a long lost suitcase just lying in a hedge there somewhere, yeah. isn't there? So, <laughs> it's all kinds of stuff. The tips yeah. just round the corner. Oh, that could be where it's come from. <laughs> I mean, well, it's not that hard to take it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but the, the question I was going to ask you, Dave, is you've been to a lot of away grounds, including this season and in the last couple of seasons. Are there anything from any of the away grounds where you've gone? Why have we not got that at Hewish Park? A bar. <laughs> There's not in a tent. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I brought a mate of mine down. I can't remember when it was. It was a few years back now. But he still talks about the wedding tent uh, at Yeovil <laughs> because you go in there and God bless her. It, it might be Pat, put the little plastic flowers on the thing and the curtains on the wind. And it is like the wedding, like, like you're at a wedding marquee, isn't it? Um, but I remember, I think it was Grimsby we went to. And honestly, the, the room that they were in, it was probably a toilet at one point. It was that kind of location in the ground that was probably a toilet, but they decked it out brilliantly. They just, you know, like it was breeze block walls, but they painted it up. They'd stuck a load of like framed shirts and, um, and they had like the shirts all on the ceilings and all of that. They put a bar in there. They had, um, they had cider on for the, obviously the, 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 the traveling van. And it didn't take a lot, you know, it, it that I imagine was like a, probably something that a group of volunteers did but the club gave them a space and you know presumably uh you know they they make whatever it is you make out of the bar there but that was just in the away end so i don't know what it was like in home but yeah uh, the amount of places i've been to and you go oh this is a nice social club this is a nice just not there and you can see how when you go to these places walsall was one i remember going to and it had i know we spoke the other week about um, a skittle alley and, uh, and whatever and i said uh, you know skittle doesn't really exist anywhere else but i remember in, in walsall they had all like table football they had snooker tables and pool tables and in the during the week it was a 
snooker basically this 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 play i know walsall is quite near the motorway and therefore it's easier to get but it's you can just see how that could turn over money seven days a week not just between i don't know 12 and 6 on a on a match on a saturday match day so yeah that would be the thing but that's you know that's seems not like a reoccurring to... theme doesn't it i hope that answers your question dan i know we've kind of gone off on a tangent there but it seems like a reoccurring theme we just want it to feel like a a social outing a social club a social event going to a match and finally uh louis b louis b i have two friends who spell their name l-o-u-i-s one's called louis one's called louis so i'm not quite sure which way you uh, pronounce it apologies if i got that wrong um ian you can leave your hat on with regards to the glover's trust if <laughs> well, you wish I, do or you, you can think i should do you think i should ask you to this question yeah we don't know the answer there <laughs> well you have thoughts go yeah. on then you ask you ask me louis slash lewis's um what are question. your thoughts on the Glover's trust statement from Monday? Ben? Uh, oh, thanks very much for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Have you got um, anything in your notepad about? No, I haven't got anything in my notepad about it, that bit. No, I've got the actual statement, though. Um, oh, very well written. Whoever put this together, by the way, very uh, It very was whoever well. writes the Western Gazette because I read it on the back of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who wrote it. Yeah, whoever it was, very, very well put together. A couple of spelling errors, but I'll overlook those. Um, <laughs> I didn't write it all. <laughs> <laughs> Written by a committee, that's what it was. <laughs> okay. Um, I, look, on this podcast, it is of no secret that Ian is a very involved member of the Glover's Trust. He's a board member. However, as we've always said, and as everyone who's ever texted me to say, what's Ian saying about the Glover's Trust? I've always replied, Ian plays his Glover's Trust cards very close to his chest to us. We've never even seen his Glover's Trust card. His Glover's <laughs> Trust cards that close to his chest. We've never seen them. Don't know what's no, on them. Exactly. So um, don't think I'm saying this as anything sort of, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know as much as you know, listeners who are reading the same statement. Um, I find it cautiously optimistic. There's been a lot of silent a lot of waiting a lot of rumor and conjuncture about what is or isn't happening and may or may not happen and who is and isn't involved and people saying he'll have to go and people will say other things about this and that um, <laughs> as they go along but you know it's honestly at times it's enough to make a big man cry but um <laughs> for me genuinely after all's after all the joking's gone just for this, it feels like something is happening. I feel like the Glover's Trust, I now know that the Glover's Trust has been working its backside off in meeting after meeting after meeting to try and just help. And I do have my own trust, for want of a better word, that they are putting themselves now publicly in a position to say we've found somebody and we are working with somebody and we are aware of people that we could be in support of. And that for me, as someone who pays my £10 a year, is, is for now enough. And it just gives me a little bit of hope that, you know, we are edging in a direction that will benefit everybody, let's say. Dave, over to you, because I've balled that right up, I think, somehow. 
no, no, very, uh, very from the heart there, I thought, Ben. And uh, we, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've ranted about this for the last couple of podcasts where we've been talking about, uh, you know, the situation with the ground and the land. Where there's a lot of things that worry me about the club at the moment. That on, on the pitch, despite my negativity, uh, you know, isn't one of them. Um, at the moment, uh, but uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things that that, that, that worry me about the club, and uh, we've we've spoken or we've heard the the chairman speak about investment and investors that he's talking to and as as coming in. Um, and I was, uh, you know, really uh, there was a when Scott Priestnell came in, he was a breath of fresh air because we'd we'd had so many years of of John Fry and uh, and Norman Hayward. Not saying anything because well, Norman A would never really say anything anyway, did he? And and I think John probably got stung um, a couple of times by um, people on on BBC, not you, Ben, I know, but um, and therefore decided he wasn't going to say anything. So it was nice to have someone come in and talk about and talk with uh, you know passion and uh, and ambition. Um, and don't you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not here to defend Scott Priestnell, but it, it's been a difficult time in the first couple of uh, you know years that he has been in charge. So there, there are reasons why things uh, haven't happened. But the, the thing that we know that definitely has happened is that we are now £800,000 in debt. And that really worries me. Um, and it really worries me because I don't see a way out of it. And we can say, oh, well, it's a 20-year loan and all of these kind of things. I, I don't see a way out of it doing what we're doing uh, it just feels like we're just going to borrow more and borrow more and borrow more um and there doesn't seem to be a plan to do anything uh to, to generate any kind of revenue so for that um you know it's it's a, sh- it's a shame to say it after such a long time but it does feel like this we, we need someone who's got who's got a new idea because i've maybe it's just that we've not heard anything um from the, the the owner about the way that he plans to get us out of this situation but you know maybe these new people have that uh have, have that idea and if they do um you know i would welcome them with uh with, with with open arms i think there's a lot of things that made us all fall in love with this football club that aren't there anymore and i'd like some of them back please i think that final the final paragraph of the statement i'm going to read i'm going to read part of it quote the glovers trust the glovers trust that was one of the spelling errors the glovers <laughs> trust has one interest and one interest only a lot of comma space ands here which is a big english no-no uh, and that is the long-term security and well-being of our football club we will support and back any party who is willing to engage transparently with supporters and their intentions finances provides a creditable a credible sorry long-term plan for the football club and offers fans the opportunity to purchase a stake in their club as per our aims and objectives that says to me that if if this consortium or one of the two consortiums that we believe are in advanced talks are in a position to offer that and the glovers trust is willing to back them that we should be in a position to trust that and trust the trust because of the work that they've been doing um and we just hope for more clarity in the near future it was mentioned today that maybe it's not the most helpful thing for the players at the moment and um that there's a little bit of uncertainty and i mean this with nothing but respect in the world for a team that i'm really really starting to fall in love with um with the greatest respect it's more about this football club remaining in 20, 30, 40, 50 years time, 
not about how the next two years of their contract is going to look in terms of uncertainty. If there's uncertainty for my kids to grow up and maybe not have a football club to support that isn't Leeds bloody United, <laughs> then uh, we should be doing as much as we can to try and to try and secure that. So if that's what the Glovers Trust are doing and are working towards, then as a member, I back them. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing what manifesto has come out with regards to new members of the board sort of putting themselves forward and saying, I want to help that process. Um, continue so i think it's a, a very difficult question for us to answer um ian i know you can't answer the question directly um but how difficult a period has it been for the glovers trust to try and maintain clarity and progression with the amount of effort that you've had to put in how, how hard has it been on, on physically you and 11 12 others however many it is to put together and speak to people that matter and make things even get to this point, let alone whether or not we get across the line of this mythical race. <laughs> There's been plenty of disturbed nights. Um, I don't think anyone can quite imagine the pressure or the weight of having to do this sort of thing because the, as you know, we are all Yeovil Town fans and we are all working hard for the longevity of the football club. And I think, you know, whoever has the most followers or the biggest platform to deliver their message can quite quickly make it seem that that's not the case. Um, but ultimately, you know, we're 10 different individuals representing our membership and we've all got different opinions. I mean, the last few weeks we've all had very difficult discussions through WhatsApp, on Zoom, about what steps we take, what we do. You know, the statement on Monday being one of those difficult discussions about what we say, when we do it, how we do it. Um, it's, yeah, it's been the biggest challenge of... Uh, the last nine months, you know, this was happening before Christmas. All of this stuff has been rumbling on. Um, I would love some certainty. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. And I think that's the feeling. We sort of felt that over the weekend as more and more rumours piled onto social media. It felt like we'd need to we need we need to know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen so hopefully there'll be clarity it's hard it's really hard yeah and I, if i, I, can, I, if I, I can could tell imagine. the world i would but you know it's yeah it's it's a really really stressful process because you know this is the 100th episode of the podcast for anyone to question my love for Yeovil Town and the, my motivations as to, you know, being a part of the trust is, you know, laughable. So, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Let, let's just, let's just keep the faith. That's all yeah. I can say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. I, I hope, I hope that answers your question, Louis. And I know um, plenty of others will be thinking similar things. It's, yeah. 
it's been it's been it's been weird hasn't it but it does feel like now that we know that things are happening that we are progressing who knows who knows where we'll be maybe we'll still be answering these questions on podcast 200 who knows or maybe maybe, maybe it'll be out of date tomorrow who knows maybe it'll be out of date tomorrow <laughs> everything else is with this podcast we'll have yeah. signed three players and there'll be takeover <laughs> news by the time this comes you out. and pollock is finally in <laughs> what a night that would be what a night that would be exactly um those are the only three questions we got um today so i think this looks like a fairly nice place to try and wrap up the 100th glovers cast with the exception of the quiz now last week as we heard andy easton stepped up to the plate northern glover all-round top bloke and all-round legend stepped up to ian to fight for the number one contendership and yet somehow it seems quite fitting that on the 100th episode the person who came up with this the og of the gc (laughs) ian perkins takes his shot at nigel dyson so to wrap up this podcast, I present to you David Coates in his sparkly, glittery presenter's coat as Ian takes on Nigel for the Glover's Cast World Heavyweight Championship. Ian, thank you so much for 100 Glover's Cast. You absolute nutter. <laughs> I have loved every second. I was a cruiserweight when I started this. <laughs> Brilliant. I absolutely love that. There's no better way to go to the quiz. Ian, cheers, lads. Play the tape. Okay, so it's quiz time. We're back and we've got Nigel Dyson, our reigning uh, Glover's Cast quiz champion, back fresh from uh, lumping furniture around last weekend when uh, Ian Perkins regained his opportunity to uh, to take on the undefeated champion by beating Andy Easton quite convincingly, to be honest with you. Sorry, Andy, but he did. Um, so, uh, Nigel, welcome back. How are we this evening? Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Yeah, all the uh, muscles all uh, worked out heavily and uh, having a nice rest now. <laughs> there you go. Neither was telling me he had his pre-match pasta. Uh, and it sounds like he's had a rub down as well. So you better watch out, Perkins. He's coming for I you. I think it yeah. might have been pasty, actually. I might have spelt it wrong. A pasty. Oh, right. OK, yeah. You see, pasta, that sounds like a proper footballer's meal, doesn't it? Pasty yeah. might be slightly yeah. Yeah. Carbo loading before. Bit more, bit more West Country then. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, tonight we have a very special uh, quiz for you because uh, obviously to mark the 100th Glovers cast, we have, thank you very much to Mr. Barrett for the idea, uh, come up with three former players who played almost 100 games for the Oval Town, two Glovers cast fashion. We haven't quite got there, but we're, we're pretty close, I think. So uh, so that's your first clue, gentlemen. We're talking about three players here who played slightly over 100 games for the Oval Town, but only slightly. So you remember the uh, the name of the game is uh, Oval Town, Who Am I? I will read you out a fairly hastily written uh, a, a summary of this uh, player's career. Uh, and the first person to shout out the correct answer wins that point. Best of three. Uh, if you shout out a wrong answer, you're out for the next paragraph until I call you back in. Nigel, do you understand the rules? Yes, I do, yeah. Ian, do you understand the rules? Yeah, I think by now I've pretty much gotten down. I was going to say, you're here for everyone. <laughs> so I, I could be, uh, I imagine Nigel everyone... knows him. He wins every week. I know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I fancy this one. I fancy this one to be close. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Do you think it's... No, Ben's shaking his head. 
but uh, I, 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 I fancy, I fancy this one to be a close one. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, right. Okay, so let's go with the first one. I was born in Ascot in Berkshire in January 1976. But having moved to Queensland, Australia as a youngster, it was down under that. Oh, he's straight in there. It is. Scott Guyot, it is. Yeah. The Australian link. Yeah, you go. I, I wondered whether I put that in there too soon, but, um, but ob- yeah, no, ob- obviously not. So, yeah, Scott Guyot, 103 appearances Ooh. in the Oval Town. Mm. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, that, that's made that interesting. So, <laughs> Ian, come on. You're going to have to pick up your game here. I was born in Islington in North London in January 1971. And being close to Arsenal, it was somewhat surprising. I grew up as a top Motspur supporter. However, I began my footballing career at Highbury. It was part of the, cl- the club's youth setup in the late 90s, eight, late 80s and early 90s. Oh, James Hannigan. Oh, these are coming thick and fast now. Oh. Blimey. I, don't, I haven't even got past a second fan. Need, need not bothered writing all of this, have I? But, <laughs> right. Okay. Well, this is, uh, this is a nail-biter then. Okay, well, let's go to the, the third and final one. I was born in Harrow in May 1995 and began my career in Fulham's youth setup before joining Southampton as a 16-year-old. I remained at St Mary's until I was 22, which is when I joined Yeovil Town. Ryan Seeger. Not Ryan Seeger, no. Ooh. So that will rule you out of the next paragraph. Damn. Nigel, which is your chance to, uh, to, to, to steal his crown. Uh, or retain your crown, I should say. So I joined Oval Town uh, on a one-year contract and made my debut in a 2-0 win away at Walsall. Best remember for Matt Dolan's goal from the halfway line. Ian, you're back in. I came as a substitute, replacing Liam Shepherd in that game and was given my first start in the club's League 2 opener at Luton Town, where I played the full 19 minutes in a one-on-draw. Is it Bevis? It is Bevis indeed. Ah. Bevis McGarby. Bevis McGarby. As the, oh. the, the champion has fallen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word. This is this is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is an I, unprecedented spell of victories seems, by Nigel. Seems Nigel hasn't got his camera on, so we can't see the look on his face, I'm afraid, but <laughs> I imagine he's a he's a he's a broken man. I've got my head in my hands here. Oh <laughs> nice. I'm sorry, Nigel. I didn't want to do that's that to fine, you. That's fine. <laughs> Get yourself a conciliatory pasty, Nigel. <laughs> no, yeah. that's all right then. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> uh, well, you did very well, Nigel. You lasted lasted uh, a long time, and maybe when we have a we have a legends match, we'll bring you back for uh, we'll bring you back for that one. But thanks for thanks for uh, joining us all these many uh, Thursday evenings, and uh, yeah, you never know, we might see you again. That's quite all right, and uh, I've got a few uh, tasty little questions of my own to host. So if you fancy a different Ooh. kind of quiz, oh evening, I've right. Few, uh, I've got a few tricky ones for you, so if you fancy me hosting that one evening, give me a show. Yeah, there definitely. you go. Right, that okay. Great. Well, I tell you what, we will do a poll, and I think you're going to win, Nigel. To be honest with you, but we will do a poll on Twitter. Who wants Nigel to do the quiz, and who wants me to do the quiz? <laughs> no contest, really, is it? Right, we'll put we that out to the tables, can't we? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, trust me, you 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 get no nothing out of me, mate. But um, yeah, memory like a sieve. But uh, right, well, I will. Uh, We'll put that out there. So look out for that, Glover's Cast listeners, and uh, we will let the public we will let the public vote. Nigel, thanks again for your time. Thanks very much, gents. I've really enjoyed it. Cheers. Now take thanks, care. Thanks, Nigel. 
And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 